From gas to food to just about everything, higher prices are here and a lot of folks are feeling the pinch that comes with it. And let's face it, while inflation is out of our control, there are many things we as consumers can be doing to help our own wallets. I'm Al Waller, your host of Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth. With me today is Katherine Collinson, CEO and president of nonprofit Transamerica Institute. And we're going to share some tips and do some brainstormings how to save money in these expensive times. But before we get started, I want to remind listeners that we would love to hear from you and understand what topics you'd like to hear about. So please drop us a line at info at transamericacenter.org. Well, Catherine, welcome back. Hey, Al. It's great to be back. Wow. Things have gotten expensive out there. And if there was ever a time to embrace our inner frugalistas, it is right now. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Just about everyone is feeling the squeeze, and some even more than others. My team recently conducted a survey and found that 26% of people, that is more than one in four, 26% of people in the workforce say they are just getting by to cover basic living expenses as a financial priority. These are extraordinary and extraordinarily expensive times. Well, they are, and... uh... Frugalistas, huh? Now, there's a new entry for the American lexicon, but uh, I suppose a little more attractive than penny pincher, right? But honestly, on today's episode, we're going to take some time to cover a number of ways to save money. Based on input from our listeners, we'll be discussing ways of saving money from gas to food to, to everyday life. So, Catherine, if it's okay with you, I'd like to start with costs related to driving, sharing and comparing, if you will, some techniques that I've learned over the years. Sounds fantastic. Let's go for it. Okay. Did you know that you can save gas by, well, first off, keeping a consistent pace, aka driving the speed limit. Similarly, it helps to accelerate smoothly and maintain a consistent speed. Or simply ensuring your tires are inflated to the correct pressure. And lastly, Acknowledging that running your car's air conditioning uses a lot of fuel. So in warmer months, uh, park the car in the shade or or use a windshield sunscreen to keep the car cooler. Okay, Al, I've got to confess. I had no idea that jerky driving, speeding up and slowing down is not fuel efficient. I'm going to work much more on my (laughs) consistency. I do keep track of my tires, but I did not realize that having tires correctly filled, I know it influences the tires, but I didn't know it could uh, influence gas mileage. Now, the AC is something that I'm actually well aware of. And let me share with you something. We'll reveal a little bit about myself, something that I'm not necessarily (laughs) proud of. I'm one of those people that I will drive until, okay, the time to get gas light goes on, the low fuel light goes on. I'm like, oh, I've got, I I don't need to get gas right away. And then I put it off and put it off. And then the next thing I know, I'm like running on empty, getting to the scary point. (laughs) And then, then of course, the thing I do related to air conditioning, because I know AC sucks up gas, Then I end up, especially if it's a hot summer day, I am sweating all the way to the gas station. Uh, It is not good. So the AC is a big thing that we've got to be mindful of because it does impact our mileage. But I want to throw in another tip because this is one I learned the hard way by my habitually running on fumes. Not all that long ago, 
found myself in that same desperate situation and there was no time to drive around and look for a cheaper gas station. And so I got stuck paying almost $7 a gallon. So the moral of the story is (laughs) don't wait till you're running on empty. Give yourself time so that you can, you do have the ability to shop around and get a better deal. You know, I just had a very vivid picture of that. That doesn't sound like a fun ride. Uh, And talk about limiting your options. Then again, I too must confess that I play that same sort of game of chicken, waiting until the last minute to fill up. Oh, I've got a little bit more, a little bit more, which have led to some less than favorable travel memories. And we'll leave it at that. But let's talk about the price of gas. It's one of the most visible inflationary increases we see since the prices are displayed all over town. But then again, there's always ways to save. For example, you might not be familiar with gas apps that can actually tell you gas prices within a locale, such as uh, Gas Buddy, Gas Guru, even MapQuest. And believe it or not, there are actually better days of the week than others to to fill up and buy gas. According to an early uh, 2022 report from Gas Buddy, Mondays and Sundays are generally the days when gas is least expensive. Wow. If only I had known this a few weeks ago when I had my... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my, my scary and expensive, uh, almost $7 a gallon experience. Well, And I can say, since gas prices have been going up, and since I got stuck with that big gas bill, I've been just observing around the neighborhood and driving different places. It's easy to tell some places are more expensive than others. For example, I live not too far from a freeway, And the gas stations right off the off-ramps are a lot more expensive than the ones that are maybe a few blocks or a half mile away. Absolutely. Also, it varies neighborhood by neighborhood. Some neighborhoods are more expensive than others. So I'm learning to plan ahead. And that's a good thing. And allow me to impart uh, some uh, further wisdom. (laughs) For instance, higher octane gas isn't necessarily better. Some of the car gurus say to buy the least expensive grade that your vehicle's manufacturer recommends. As a matter of record, I I paid those premium prices for a number of years when I was driving a a larger SUV with a V8 engine, but uh, I gradually backed off going to mid-range and then to, what, 87 octane level fuel and felt absolutely no discernible difference. So um, that's something people may want to consider. And here's another. You may want to uh, try scoping out discounts, such as uh, using the station's credit card or for paying in cash. Some gas companies even have uh, loyalty programs and others partner with grocery stores where your grocery purchase uh, earn you uh, reduced uh, prices at the pump. All great ideas. So I'm going to add a couple of more thoughts before we move on to our next topic. At risk of stating the obvious, we also need to remember we can save by doubling up on our errands, walking more, and even taking public transportation. Things in the workplace are changing too, as employers are trying to lure their employees back to the office. They may have some transportation incentives that weren't previously available. So it's good to look into that too. There may be some ways to save on that area. And then lastly, I hear that many people are dreaming of doing the great American road trip this year, especially now with websites and gas apps. You're in a position where you can do a little homework and find out the best places, the best prices of where and when to refill your tank. 
so that you're not driving on empty and paying top dollar <laughs> when you find yourself in a bind. Good points all around there. Now let's take a spin over to restaurant and food expenses because according to National Restaurant Association, going out to eat at either a full service restaurant or even a fast food place is costing you about seven to nine percent more this year than compared to just a year ago in 2021. So Catherine, now could you share some thoughts on how our listeners uh, can save on food costs? Well, the easiest and best way to save money is to buy your own groceries and prepare your own meals and eat at home. For many, working from home has made it somewhat more practical, but it's still, it's just hard to carve out the time given competing priorities. So a few tips to share. The first is consider carving out some time on Sunday before the work week to do your meal prep for the week. Uh, That's going to help in a couple of ways. One, you'll have the meals available. And two, it will help you resist the temptation of going out to eat or getting takeout. And it might even help you plan your caloric budget as well. Another idea is, and something I've even seen at my local grocery store, more and more stores are offering sort of complete meals. And they're more expensive than preparing the food all by yourself, buying all the ingredients and and doing Mm -hmm. it yourself. However, they're cheaper than eating at restaurants. And they can be economical for people who live alone, because often buying all the ingredients to cook for one, there's food that's going to waste. So be on the lookout for those and, and see if there's anything healthy and nutritious that looks good. Third tip is those coupons. Uh, Our moms and grandmas used to cut coupons, so you can research them online or on their apps and shop the specials just like earlier generations did. And then my last suggestion, this is a pervasive one that just seems to have come up. It feels like out of the blue, but it's happening. Have you noticed shrinkflation? I have. Uh, I have. There were a couple of things like, how did I run out of this so quickly? (laughs) (laughs) And what certain manufacturers are doing, they're holding their prices constant. They're just reducing the amount or quantity of their products. So they reduce the quantity, charge the same price. So it's really important as you're shopping to pay attention on the grocery store shelves. You notice that they'll have the price and then they'll have the price per ounce or the price per unit to comparison shop to ensure that you're getting the best deal there. All these ideas sound great and do make a lot of sense, but after spending nearly two years in lockdown, sometimes I just want to dine out or maybe just pick something up uh, on the way home. So are there any bargains out there to be had for those types of occasions? Well, just like we were talking about gas and, and other products, it can really pay off to do your homework and shop around. Hmm. And with restaurants, I think there's still some deals to be found. Some restaurants offer specials or deals on their slower days of the week because they want to pull customers in. Mm-hmm. Uh, some restaurants now have loyalty programs where you can build points and bonuses towards uh, free food or some restaurants, there's one near me that you can actually pre-purchase credits towards future meals at the restaurant and it's at a discounted rate. So that's kind of an interesting yeah. thing too. Lunches are generally less expensive than dinners that's and there right. are lunch yeah. specials. And some restaurants extend their lunch specials until as late as four or five o'clock. So be on the lookout for those. And then lastly, there are restaurants that may offer discounts for older patrons or students (laughs) or other groups. 
So kind of scope that out, figure out who they are, and maybe they'll <laughs> be part of your restaurant plan, your dining out plan as well. Well, I, I must say, uh, the older I get, the hungrier I get uh, a little bit sooner. And uh, those early bird specials that I used to sort of snicker at, uh, well, a little more appealing and a little more relevant. It would appear your uh, frugalista research has certainly paid off. Now, any uh, other ways uh, we can um, you know, be successful in saving some money? Yeah. One thing that's been on my mind is sustainability. Even as I take out the trash, I say to myself, wow, this is a lot of trash. Not only (laughs) environmentally speaking, but there's an expense associated with it. To help sort of quantify this, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency estimates that each person in the U.S. produces an average of 4.9 pounds of trash per day, with about half of that trash going to landfills. Reducing waste can also help us save money. We can save our environment and we can save money. And simple steps start in the kitchen. So I know somebody who just no longer buys paper towels. Boy, talk about shrinkflation. I think that's one area where that's happening. Oh, yeah, there's But paper towels are expensive. And my friend just uses kitchen rags and and washable items and gave them up and has not missed them. Mm -hmm. Other things that we're all well aware of are things like plastic bags and plastic plastic packaging, which is terrible for the environment. And we have good substitutes now with reusable grocery bags and other ways of transporting food and preserving food in our refrigerators. So if you just think about these small steps in their totality, they can make a big difference. It really is a win-win. And uh, one of the uh, ones that are out there, um, you know, my daughter-in-law turned me on to these uh, beeswax wraps that are extremely practical and very effective in terms of, you know, wrapping up and preserving your food instead of going and buying a bunch of plastic bags and... And it's also, I think, wise to check your local energy company's website for tips. As we head into warmer weather, it'll be important to be conscious of our use of air conditioning, especially when working from home. For instance, uh, this is a small step, but when I run my air conditioner, my AC, I intentionally cut out other electric use by turning off lights not being used, maybe unplugging idle appliances. Small steps, admittedly, but collectively, uh, they do add up. Because let's face it, while I'm looking forward to the summer, I'm not so thrilled about those uh, high energy bills that comes along with it. Many homes here in the Baltimore region where I live now, uh, they have smart meters. And this is so people can reduce their use of gas and electricity at peak times and lower their bills. And my wife, Edie, and I have been, you know, able to see some very tangible results, not just in dollars and cents savings, but uh, our bills reflect a steady improvement in our energy efficiency compared to our neighbors because it does do a, you know, cost comparison. So I can personally validate and, and appreciate, you know, that this helps homeowners in general and at the same time our environment. Well, Catherine, I've really enjoyed today's conversation. The more we talk, the more ideas just keep popping into my head. I think this is a great opportunity to, once again, uh, encourage our listeners to send any ideas that you have to info at transamericacenter.org. Maybe we can do a follow-up on this. And as a reminder, there are organizations out there like AARP or the AAA uh, Mm -hmm. that through their programs, they offer extensive discounts. And then one other thing, which is applicable to employees, especially of large companies, 
often the large company will have arrangements with their key vendors or suppliers extending employee discounts. So that's something to look into as well. Anyway, the ideas just keep coming and look forward to continuing this conversation. Clearly, we could uh, go on uh, for a, a good bit longer, but boy, talk about being a font of information. Well, Catherine, great to have you with us today, and thanks so much for helping us find some much-needed relief uh, You know, in this intense sticker shock we're all currently experiencing. And we hope you'll join us for future episodes. If you've missed them, look for previous episodes on Inflation Explained and Preventing Skin Cancer. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit, private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about retirement security and the intersections of health and financial well-being. You can find our weekly podcast on WIPR's website and mobile app, wherever you get your podcasts, and at transamericainstitute.org. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is produced by Transamerica Institute with assistance from WIPR. And if you have comments, feedbacks, tips to save money, or ideas for future episodes, please reach out to info at transamericacenter.org. Until the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller. Stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening. The information provided here is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as insurance, securities, ERISA, tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance.